You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. We did it, people. We did it again. Made it to Friday. Lots of stuff to do, so let's get right into it. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Be weird if my handle on Instagram was something complete. Uh, my handle on Instagram is Steve Johnson. No, it's uh, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question. We will have that in a little bit. Today is a Friday, so that means some net picks and chill recommendations. Tempered. Tempered recommendations. I've only completed one of the three recommendations. I just started two of them, but the two that I have just started, I think I feel more strongly about than the one that I've already completed, but we'll do that. Plus, kind of update you on the first ever Gordon Damer show, greatest TV show of all time, Regal Tumble. No official start date for that just yet, but we are still taking your nominees. We are still taking your entries. So in case you missed it yesterday, we'll kind of give you the details of what it is and why it has such a long title. And I can say so far, of the suggestions I have seen, and I don't know that I've seen all of them because Brian was bringing, you were bringing up some of them to me yesterday that I was not seeing on my Twitter feed, but of the suggestions that I have seen so far, I can say not a single one of them would be rejected. So we'll get into that too. And of course, your calls. Did I mention that? one 800 919 ESPN is the phone number, but let's start with some news because there was plenty of news yesterday. Players in the NBA, the Orlando bubble, have decided to resume the postseason, and it looks like that games could resume today, if not today, maybe tomorrow. Vote was taken on Thursday morning with the players deciding they would finish the season while also wanting more support from owners and the league in regards to um, lobbying, I guess, politicians for for actual change, not just uh, paying lip service, but to see actual change, I guess, in laws, in, in terms of uh, accountability and uh, the such. Uh, the schedule for Friday or Saturday will likely consist, it says here, of three games that were scheduled for Wednesday, So basically, the players are asking for less talk and more action. Here is Adrian Wojnarowski. He was on with Greeny talking about what came out of those meetings. The most important thing to that Board of Governors meeting today is the news that the players have decided to continue. Because if these playoffs were to end, this this league would be facing tremendous challenges moving forward financially in the short term, long term. Uh, certainly it is a great relief to the league office, to the owners, to the Players Association, to the agents of the players who have been on them since yesterday into today, uh, urging them to continue playing for the most part. And so for the owners, you know, this is an opportunity for them to continue to try to partner with the players on these issues. Okay, so there's Woj on uh, Greeny Show. And um, look, I think that the owners, for the most part, have been on board with the players. I don't know, you know, we'll have to wait and see what actually comes out about this. I think, as I said yesterday, that for the players this was the right move, that uh, the platform of playing games, you know, it's all well and good to say, you know, we can get more done if we don't have to deal with these games. But for the public, I I just think that everybody is is really kind of just self-interested. And if the players aren't playing in games... 
Uh, I don't know that necessarily that the the viewing public is going to be keeping up to date on what the players are up to here and there. And I think that the platform of playing games um, is far more valuable. And certainly, uh, I think in terms of the league and the sports aspect of things, I do think that this is the uh, the best path forward as you talk about the financial ramifications, possibility of a lockout. A lot of players who are not the the high-end players, the high-level players, the, the money that they would lose out on. Now, I did think yesterday that things were trending in the other way, so I was a little surprised that things kind of went back and uh, it seems like everybody was able to get on the same page. But, you know, it's very interesting. It's been portrayed as if the players are all, you know, in lockstep, that they're all on the same page. And I don't know that that's necessarily the way. Let, I read a lot of stuff about, you know, the meetings that took place and lots of players Apparently, were very a lot of teams were very frustrated with the Bucks for doing this without kind of informing anybody beforehand, and without getting any you know approval from the other players or talking to the other players. Some were upset with George Hill for kind of forcing this upon them, and um, Chris Haynes of Yahoo had a very uh, interesting article uh, talking about you know kind of the behind the scenes of, of everything. And uh, I'll just read you one excerpt. Michelle Roberts, who is the uh, executive director of the Players Union, you know, during these meetings yesterday, kind of asked to to speak about, you know, look, here, you know, just kind of laying out, all right, if we decide to cancel the season, here are the financial ramifications. So while she was going, this is from the uh, Chris Haynes article on Yahoo. Quote, while she was going over the numbers, Clippers guard Patrick Beverly abruptly interrupted her saying he had disagreed with her logic. Roberts kindly reiterated that these were potential losses the players would suffer. And Beverly interrupted her again. Roberts asked politely if she could continue with her point, and Beverly responded, no, I pay your salary. This caused an uproar with Chris Paul, Adonis Haslam, and others who intervened and told Beverly that disrespect would not be tolerated. So that very interesting, you know, details because it's kind of seemed like, at least publicly, that the players have all kind of, maybe not an agreement on what action should be taken, but it seemed like that they were all kind of on board in terms of, um, you know, what action for themselves should be taken, not necessarily what actions politically should be taken. But it doesn't seem like, at least reading the, uh, the Chris Haynes article, maybe they were able to come to sort of some sort of agreement. Uh, and maybe there's still people that um, have uh, different points of view. You know, one point that I have seen made that I completely disagree with is that uh, now that this decision has been made, a lot of people are using some variation of the line. Every NBA season has ended with a champion, and this year will be no different. I don't know that you can say that for 100% certainty. Look, it looks a lot better right now. And it does seem like that they could be on track to, to finish the season. Let's hope so. Uh, the games will continue. The playoffs will continue. But if 2020 has taught us anything, man, you don't know what's going to happen next. So I'm happy to have the games back because, like you, I'm selfish. Whether or not it stays that way, uh, I think remains to be seen. Let's get the games back. And, you know, what has happened, and I think that maybe part of it is the, the bubble fatigue that some people ha- have mentioned already. I'm sure that there's some players that feel that way, too, um, is that you don't know what's going to happen outside that bubble. The bubble has been perfect. 
And for anyone who is still kind of disagreeing uh, about the um, the ramification, you know, like uh, the health protocols, boy, oh boy, all the people in the NBA bubble seem to be doing just fine. You know, social distancing, masks, getting texted, all these things seem to be working out just great. There's not been any. It's not like baseball. It's not like other aspects of life. Seems like the uh, the, the the things happening inside the bubble, in terms of you know the health protocols, are working just fine. Maybe not the mental health protocols. Maybe there's still more work to be done there. But in terms of the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, those protocols, those seem to be working fantastically. Problem is, there's a world happening outside of the uh, the bubble, and the impacts that that will have on the bubble i just don't know that you can say for sure 100 percent that we know we now know that the nba season will be completed let's let's take it day by day people let's take it day by like everything else let's take it day by day and then i don't know if you noticed i don't know if you heard you have the new york mets did you see the mets were trending again yesterday any what percentage of times that you see the Mets are trending. Do you would you think that that would be like good news, or you know just not bad news? Doesn't seem like that percentage is very high. I don't have, I'm not able to access the Twitter algorithm to find out the percentages on that. But I, I feel like it's in the single digits. And uh, the Mets was trending again yesterday. This is because uh, the Mets GM Brody Van Wagen and Brody B R O D I E. Van Wagenen, not to be confused with somebody named Brody, B-R-O-D-Y, was caught on an open mic. I don't know if open mic might be discussing the Mets plan for uh, social protests last night. And, of course, it got a lot of attention because he was criticizing Rob Manfred, claiming that Rob Manfred was floating a plan to the players and to the team to have the players leave the field and then come back an hour later. Turns out, hold on to your hats. Turns out that suggestion not did not come from the commissioner. But at least as it's being portrayed now, it actually came from Jeff Wilpon. I, I need more hot mics. I feel like we need more hot mics in life. Uh, I need one for when Brody found out that it was Jeff's idea. If it was Jeff's idea. Oh, that was your idea. And a fine idea it is, my friend. What a, what a fantastic! I, you know, uh, I didn't know whose idea it was. I, you're telling me it's yours now. Well, I think it's fantastic. Let me tell you how much I love it. By the way, how did this get out? Was it some sneaky media member? Was it surveillance equipment that picked it up? No, it was broadcast to the team's website. <laughs> Oh boy, that that is one you don't. Uh, that's a mistake you don't see very often. Accidentally broadcasting private conversations to the team's website. If this all kind of relies on how much of conspiracy theories you believe, right? Do you believe that the um, the stories you are being given as to how this actually took place? Gordon Damer Show, which is, of course, as you know, I know you know, but I just want to remind, if, in case there's some new listeners, the Gordon Damer Show is home to Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer, as well as Stump Rothenberg, living legend, now effective up to uh, 87% accuracy. 
And uh, lots of stuff to do on this uh, Friday morning. So we take you up until 6 o'clock, of course. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin then. But uh, our poll question, I didn't even mention it in the opening segment. And it is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And it is simply, who is the most competent? And here are your three options. Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball Commissioner. Well, I'm not going to vote for him. The Wilpons. That's option number two. Ooh, I'm not going to vote for. I'm not going to vote for him. Or C. Brody Van Wagenen. Now we went with the Brody Van Wagenen, who was spelled B R O D I E, not the Brody who was B R O D Y, because we don't know who that is. But those are your three options, and your only three options. And that is, my friends. A Clash of the Titans right there. Trying to figure out, trying to find out which person of those three that you would say in their jobs is the most competent. We'll get to that in a bit. But yesterday, as we mentioned, the Mets uh, were talked about. And if I told you, if I told you this story, if you had just woken up from a coma, I don't know, crawled out from under a rock, and I explained the story to you, left out the, the names protected the uh, identities of the people involved. And I told you this happened to a team. And I gave you three guesses to which team. Uh, Maybe I told you which sport. But even if I didn't tell you which sport, I feel like you wouldn't need all three guesses. If I told you which sport, I don't really think you'd need more than one. And I got to be honest, when I saw the video yesterday, it was almost like one of those, my kids are obsessed with TikTok. This, uh, the app TikTok, where they have a lot of prank videos. And a lot of times, it's so obvious that it's staged because you have this scene that is developing in the, in the video, but obviously somebody's holding the camera. How would they know to hold the camera? How would they know to be filming at this point? So when you see the video yesterday of Brody Van Wagening having this conversation in, in front of a camera, I mean, it just seems a little too out there. But when you see the video of, uh, of uh, Brody saying that, that Rob Manfred is cooking up some phony kind of scheme to force on the players, you think to yourself, boy, that's bad. It's not all that surprising, but I think even at that level, I do think it is a little surprising. I know that Rob Manfred does not have, I mean, who has criticized them more than me? But I do think that what was being floated out there yesterday, it was even surprising for Rob Manfred. And then, obviously, the reaction at the time was so over, you know, I think the overall reaction, well, maybe it's Twitter as well, but the overall reaction was, this has got to be it. I think that that's the reaction to most people who have any type of far bigger missteps than, uh, or far fewer missteps than Rob Manfred, but, and, and certainly not one that, if it were true about Rob Manfred coming up with this plan, um, Lots of people have had the the first reaction on Twitter is, he's out, get him out, (laughs) get him out of here. But then you find out that it's Jeff Jeff Wilpon's idea. At least, again, you don't really know what to believe because there's so many things going on behind the scenes with the Mets sale, the, the final bids are due on Monday. So who knows? But then when you hear that it's Jeff Wilpon's idea, I gotta be honest, maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm a sucker, but when I heard it was Jeff Wilpon's idea, I was like, yeah, that makes more sense. 
<laughs> maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just fo- I'm being fooled, right? I'm falling for the banana in the tailpipe, as the old um, uh, the old line goes. Uh, it does make you wonder. I still think that Brody leaked this intentionally because Brody, just from from where he came from and and what we know, he is all about appearances. He is all about you know making moves. And I think that he thought the time. Maybe he thought at the time that it was the commissioner's thing, and he was kind of. And also, I think he kind of knows that he is done. So to get this out there and go out with a bang, I think that that's completely possible. Just when you think that there's not going to be any big splashes at the trade deadline, Brody finds a way to um, get his name out there. Now, I think that even if it were true that this is being that it played out the way that it is being portrayed, I think that at the end of the day, because of the people that are also involved, I can definitely see it being forced upon Brody to kind of fall on the sword and take the blame for himself. I'm not I'm still not convinced that it did not come from Manfred, but the fact that they have someone like the Wilpons to blame it on, uh, I think that that is the the most believable. And then you have the Wilpons putting out statements last night, putting the onus completely on their GM and uh, misspelling the GM's name three times. <laughs> they mentioned Brody Van Wagenen's name I think it's five times, four times. They misspelled it three times. What a banner day. And, and you know what? Uh, the, the person who probably deserves the, uh, or the people that deserve uh, the, the biggest apology is to the Mets players who went out last night and, you know, did what they, they did to, to uh, show their solidarity with their teammates and with the cause. And the focus is kind of off of that, not completely, but to a certain degree. Because of the fact that you have this disaster, this fiasco between Brody and Rob Manfred and the Wilpons, and it's kind of tough to know who to completely blame this on. And it really does come down, I think it comes down to either Manfred or Brody Van Wagenen. Because do you believe that Brody Van Wagenen uh, just misunderstood? Or do you think that uh, that he is being truthful, that it was actually his mistake? It, it's kind of tough to know. Uh, and I'm not big into conspiracy theories. But I could see how someone would believe with uh, all the financial ramifications going on behind the scenes that it could certainly um, have an impact on this. But the poll question, which is up for today, it is on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Who is the most competent in their job? And we get, I mean, it's a real clash of the titans here, people. Went with three... Heavy hitters. But the we the three we went with are the three involved in this. And I don't think I did not include the uh, Brody Van Wagenen who spells his name with a Y. But Rob Manford, the Wilpons, Brody Van Wagenen. Hmm. Well, as I always say, like they always teach you in uh, school when you're taking that multiple choice, the Iowa State tests. Why does Iowa need all this information on us? Cross off the one that you know right away is wrong. I think clearly, and already the voting public has uh, done this, the Wilpons. Cross them right off, right? The Wilpons, the most competent, they have the longest track record of being incompetent. So I think you can clearly vote them out. And it looks like they will be out before too long because, as I said, final bids due Monday for the team, and that's going to be fascinating to watch to see who actually ends up getting the team. So then it comes down to Rob Manfred or Brody Van White. Oh, boy. Blew. 
I don't think that I've ever said this before, but if you decide today to not vote on the poll question, I don't know that I could necessarily blame you. Because what you're saying, if you're saying, well, it can't be Rob Bamford, then you're saying that Brody Van Wagen and incompetent are uh, in the same sentence. And that's kind of hard to do. And then if you're not voting for, 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 for Brody Van Wagenen, then you're voting for Rob Bamford, which, again, very, very difficult to do. So uh, if I had a vote, well, let's just say I'm glad I don't have a vote today. I am actually glad I do not have a vote today because I don't know how I would be able. I, I guess you got to go Brody. I guess. I don't know. I mean, the boy, oh, boy. The 2020 year for Rob Manfred has been uh, one of one misstep after another. So when it was first, uh, you know, out there yesterday, and boy, did people <laughs> did people attack when it was first floated that this was Rob Manfred's idea. It certainly seemed quite pe- feasible. It it did seem like all right, I can. Uh, but even then, it did seem kind of a little surprising, right, that he could be this inept. Maybe not. But then when you heard it was Jeff Wilpon, that makes more sense. All right, let's get some phone calls involved because I, I got to be honest, I, can't, I came up with a poll question that I think is unanswerable. I don't know how you could go. There's not a fourth option. We did not give you – it's not about giving you easy options, but today certainly we did not give you any easy options. This one is tough, Gordon. It's, it's very, very tough. Very, very and I tough. know what's going to happen is over the course of the morning, the responses are going to be none of the above. And, and that's what happens. Anytime I put up a multiple, you know, more than two, if it's a three or a four answer, a lot of times it will be none of the above. A lot of times when it involves, you know, ineptitude or who, would, who, do, you, who do you want least or, you, you know, you put all the, the bad New York sports teams together, that certainly is a, is a, is a popular response. So, um, yeah, already two people – have responded none of the above. All right, let's uh, get to 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get some phone calls involved. Our buddy Lewis is in Whippany. Lewis, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing? Gordon Damer, uh, Michael K. Show, Trivia Champion. Oh, look and... at that. Fantastic job there. I didn't even I didn't even force you to do it, but thank you. It's, it. it's been a while. <laughs> Hey, um, listen, you, you actually, you, you beat me to the punch. I was going to say, why don't you just put a fourth option of none of the above? Well, no, if we put up none of the above, that will obviously be the runaway winner. We, hey. It's not about giving people easy answers. It's about uh, well, forcing them to come up with always, a difficult, a difficult yeah, call, and I don't think we could come up with one that's more difficult than this. Yeah, but you always say that, you know, it's rare to get uh, over 95% of the people agree on something, and this would have been one of those uh, rare opportunities. Yes, no, I, Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I don't want. Yeah, but, uh, I'm about bringing people together, but not in the poll question. I want people to fight and disagree. <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, you know what you were saying earlier is uh, completely correct. How you say, uh, and I believe you. Like you're one of the only other people other than myself that actually, you know, admits that most people are greedy when it comes to things that they want to uh, watch, see, or do in general, or things that you know um, <clears throat> affects them in um, in a personal way. Um, the whole thing with the NBA players, um, you know, uh, not playing and people coming out of the woodworks, you know, fanning the flames and, you know, putting dunk comments as, as such as, a, you know, I took off of work, you know, to watch the game. Uh, you know, I, I did this to watch the game. Like things that like have, like, why would you even do that? 
Like, why would you lose money personally to watch a game? And on top of that, you know, people that for whatever reason feel that the NBA players, you know, um, they owe them a game. Like, people need to get get out of their heads that they don't play. They don't pay the NBA players. Like by now, everyone should know that the NBA doesn't really make money. Just like, just like the NFL. Yes, but of, I mean, know, not directly, but indirectly. If there are no fans, um, the the TV money will eventually dry up too. If people of aren't, course. I mean, to that degree. So yeah, of I, course. I hear what but, you're saying. But then, but they're not talking. They're, they're, people aren't aren't talking to that degree. I mean, people are talking in a personal. Oh my, you know, my fifty dollars, hundred dollars pays your multi-million dollar salary. Come on, man. Like, and, and on top of it, man, people really need to like just empathy, man. Just. Just feel bad for someone. Just for a split second, just allow yourself to just say, you know what, man, I, I, you know, even if you would ne- never have been in that situation, just say, like, God, it must really suck to constantly have to deal with stuff like that. And I just don't get why people just can't one second. Just be, just, just have some empathy, man. Feel bad for someone. I, but Lewis, I mean, it kind of goes back to the original point, and that is that people are inherently selfish. Uh, and yeah. uh, look, there are people that are trolls that are out there, and what do trolls seek? They seek attention. So you know, with Twitter, especially as prominent as it is, uh, people will say things on that platform intentionally designed to get attention. So uh, I think that the main thing you have to do is just not give them that attention. Just know. You know, for all the people, anytime we run something like yesterday, we ran a thing about, you know, will the NBA season continue? And there are plenty of responses. And every time we do something like that, there will be plenty of responses of people, well, I wasn't watching anyway, or I'm done watching anyway. Those generally, I'm not going to say that every single one of them were not people that were watching anyway, but an overwhelming majority of people just want to be able to make that point and to kind of stir up trouble because that's what they're about. Uh, So Mm. I don't get worked up about it. I don't generally bring it up, but there are people out there that are just seeking attention. And uh, I think that the best way to combat that is not to call them out on it, but just simply almost, you know, snuff out the fire because if you give it more oxygen, it's going to keep burning. So no. I, I just uh, tend to just uh, avoid it uh, uh, and hope that it kind of dies out on its own because if you give it attention, that's what they're seeking. No, you're you're completely correct, but sometimes it's just so hard, man, just reading yeah, some of these comments it. and, like, you just kind of, like, you, it, it, bag, it buggles the mind. You're kind of like, what are you even, like, what are you doing, man? And it, it, it literally, it forces you to react to it. And you're right, you know, ignoring it is the best way to deal with it. But at the same time, you just kind of want to be like, dude, if I, God, I just want to, like, just grab you and shake you and tell you, like, what is wrong with you? Like, come on, man. Yeah. No, look, I get it, Lewis. And thanks for the call. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Yeah, I mean, there there are people out there that are just, you know, I think that they're generally uh, miserable in their lives. They're miserable people. You know, I heard a great quote the other day, and it was that um, most people hate themselves, so why would you care whether or not they liked you? And uh, I think that that's true on Twitter. A lot of people that are on Twitter, uh, they, they're just very unhappy with their lives. And they like to lash out at this thing or that thing. And they don't have a profile picture. They don't have an actual name. It's just, you know, some, some burner account. So it's, it's most important to, to keep in mind not to get too worked up about it. Because they're not actual people. And they don't actually put their name on it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> 
I get it, Coach. What's that problem? Let me give you a little advice. There's three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who's got the same first name as a city. And never go near a lady who's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now, you stick with that. Everything else is cream cheese. Oh, there you go. Teen Wolf released this week in 1985. Feels like it was just yesterday. No? Uh, no, it was not just yesterday. So that was your moment of inspiration. All the games have been canceled. What do you want from me, people? I, I, can't, I can't force highlights to happen. You know, I was on uh, FanDuel, the app, yesterday. I was looking for, uh, you know, some games or whatnot. You know, you can still bet those Korean baseball games. Like, I can understand at a time, but uh, unless you're really big into Korean baseball, it would seem strange that you're still betting those games. But uh, there you go, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf and Better Off Dead. Both released on the exact same date. I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Better Off Dead. But uh, Team Wolf was very good, too. And uh, did not make the uh, rewatchable movie bracket, unfortunately. But it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. It's Friday, August 28th. Our poll question up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is who's the most competent? And your three options are Rob Manfred, The Wilpons, and Brody Van Wagen. Brody... A, a very comfortable lead so far. One person, uh, who was it? Uh, I saw it before. Uh, that uh, said, you know, well, Brody was a very successful agent. Well, yes, the, the Wilpons were very successful in uh, real estate. Rob Manfred was a very successful lawyer. I'm talking about in their current jobs. And it's a very difficult poll question to ask, answer. And uh, I, I said that uh, I can understand for the first time ever. I think I could understand why people would not vote. To, it's just too difficult. And it's Friday. You want, you want to relax. You want to have a nice, relaxing weekend, right? You got this giant storm that's going to hit us on uh, Saturday. Rain all over the place. Hopefully nobody's power gets lost again. Most importantly, me. So you, you don't want these difficult questions on a Friday, but we, pro, we posed one anyway. So you can vote on it or not. I'm not the boss of you. At uh, Twitter, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. All right, so uh, a couple other things. Net picks and chill picks for this week. All right, so it's still the summer, right? And as I mentioned when we came back, I read a book over the uh, the break. And uh, that book, I will use it as one of my net picks and chill picks. for the, If you're still looking for a summer read, a summer read to me means it might not be the most, um, it's certainly not an autobiography, it's not a biography, it's not uh, something that is going to stay with you. You're looking for something that turns the pages quickly, that you can get into very quickly, and you're done reading, you know, in a short period of time. It, the, the book's title is Dark Matter. It's by Blake Crouch. It's science fiction, so if you don't like science fiction, might not be for you, but uh, I thought it was a very good quick read that got me into it very, very quickly, uh, and I burned through it, I think, in three days. And as I've said before, I'm not uh, big on uh, reading the books. There's two. I mean, if you came up with all the different entertainment options right now, movies, TV shows, podcasts, the internet, and books, books would be left in the dust. It's only because we've had books for so long that they're still, you know, still around. They really can't compete against a good TV show or a movie or a podcast, the internet, Twitter, this thing or that thing. So there you go. There's the book title, Dark Matter. Now, the other two suggestions I have have just started. So I can't tell you that they will end well, especially after the Yuri Haji fiasco that we had earlier this, was it last month, this month? I don't remember. 
But these are the two shows that I got for you. And both are on HBO. One is called Lovecraft Country. It is a, uh, it's a drama. It is also science fiction. So if you're not into science fiction, and I'm not the biggest science fiction fan in the world, but the first episode takes a little while to get going to kind of know what it's about. They kind of float it out there right away. But the, the second half of the episode, the last, I would say, maybe 15 minutes of the episode, whoa, that will, uh, that will grab you. And if you don't like it after the first episode, I'd say you probably don't like it. It's not for you. But I think it's very, very well done, very interested, and kind of interested to see where it goes from here. If that's the first episode, wow. Then the second one is a documentary series on HBO called The Vow. It's about, remember that story about the Nixon cult? I don't know if it's a cult program, however you call it. But uh, the, the guy, the leader, he was in the news. I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say he was in the news. So they had this documentary about the rise and fall of this, uh, this, this program and this guy. And I got to be honest, the first, episode, <laughs> the first episode I was watching, I'm like, you know what? I think I could use this program. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's going to – I'm guessing there's going to be a shift. But I was watching it with the wife, and I was like, you know what? This doesn't seem so bad. This, this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. So maybe that's how people bought in. I don't know. But uh, it's only one episode so far, so I can't say that it will be great. But the first episode also, uh, it's intriguing. I wouldn't say it kind of knocks your socks off, but I know, I kind of know how the story, I know some of the details of the story. I didn't, it wasn't a story that I really followed in the news that well. It was kind of, you know, it was on the front page, so you kind of, you know, you know, you know how things kind of turn out a little bit. But uh, it's called The Vow, and it's on uh, HBO. So those are your three suggestions for this week, the, the book Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, the two TV shows Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, which is on HBO, and also The Vow on HBO. Uh, all right, so there you go. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And then just in terms of the uh, – before we get back to the phones, the, uh, the Gordon Damer show, greatest TV show, Regal Tumble. We've had lots of suggestions. We are still taking your suggestions. We do not have a start time for – the, uh, the I guess call it a tournament, the program, the poll questions that we'll be using. But I will say, lots of good suggestions. Some that I would not pick myself. But it's interesting to me that so far, of all the, I would say what we've gotten, Brian, maybe like 40 suggestions so far, maybe 30 suggestions. Some of the obvious ones, obviously, Sopranos, Breaking Bad. You don't need to, you, I mean, look, people, you, you listen to me. You know that I, my, my, my taste game is flawless. Uh, I, I know exactly what's good, what's bad. I know all the ins and outs, which is uh, amazing because maybe the show's not that good that sometimes, but uh, that's beside the point. Now, Gordon, I was just thinking about like shows back in the day as well when I grew any, up. Any uh, time period you want. So what happens if like it, it lasted only, let's say, three to four seasons and it got canceled? Well, look, sometimes, sometimes... Having one season of a show is better than dragging it out for three. There's lots of good shows that would have been much better off. Like it's like a book. Alan Sepinwall, the great writer at Rolling Stone, brings it up all the time. Sometimes a TV show, if it only has one season, it's better than three because, like, it's, if a book is not a book series, if it's only one book, are you going to not read the book because it's only one book? No, you still read it because it's a great book. 
So it's the same thing with TV. So even if it only has one season, if it only has two seasons, sometimes Freaks and Geeks on uh, NBC back in the day, sensational series, only had one season. So, um, no, if it only has one season, that's fine. I just want to say, of all the suggestions we've gotten, I'd say probably about 30 so far, maybe more, and I'm certainly still taking them on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Uh, nobody's uh, suggested Ozark so far. Interesting. Interesting. We, had, we, we came up with a title, Greatest TV Show of All Time, and yet nobody, so far as I've seen, has floated Ozark. Interesting. All right, let's get some phone calls involved. 1-800-919-ESPN. Should I break here, Brian? I should break here, right? Before we get to... We can take one phone call? All right, that's on you. Uh, let's go out to uh, his... Uh, Mike is in Staten Island. Mike. Hey, Gordon, how are you, champ? I'm good, man. What's going on? Not much. You know, this is probably going to be a uh, not a favorable thought, but I just don't see how boycotting any professional sports has anything to do with what's going on and how that's going to help anybody, especially after everything we've been through. We want just some type of normalcy going around just to watch some kind of game. I just don't see how that's helping anything. Well, I mean, look, uh, if, if it ends there, Mike, I would agree with you. If it simply is that they, you know, uh, skipped some games that will be made up later on and uh, that's where the conversation ends, I would say, yeah, that probably doesn't do a whole lot. But you'd like to think that if this is a cause that resonates with you, that this is not the only place that it's going to end. And I think that it is also important to point out that this has never happened before, that players have, you know, bandied together uh, and, uh, you know, come up with something that is important to them and has, you know, forced it upon the leagues to kind of, you know, use their power to, uh, to, to, to show the, the power that they have to the powers that be that run the leagues. So I, I, I can see your point if it, if it ends here. I don't think it's going to end here. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Hopefully something comes out of it. Yeah, look, I mean, and that's what it's about. Mike, thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I would agree with you. If, if it's just, a, you know, because the games haven't even been canceled, you know, at first when the Bucks came up with this decision – it seemed like they were forfeiting the game, and uh, not that it matters that much. But like, if they forfeit a playoff game, that is a, that is a powerful statement in and of itself. Now it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. We finally figured out a way the Knicks could compete in a playoff. So you just have the other team forfeit. No, I'm kidding. But if it does end here, if it were to end here, and it's just simply that guys are not playing in games, and uh, yeah, I would agree with you that it's not very, um, it's not, uh, it's not as important as if the conversation continues, and the conversation is forced upon the leagues, the team owners, the people who actually wield more power than the players. In case you're just joining us, I would simply say. I can't catch you all up on everything that we've done so far, but I would suggest that after the show is over, we will be releasing the uh, podcast generally about an hour after the show ends, and you can find that on my uh, Twitter account, at Gordon Damer. Poll question, that's on Twitter. Who's the most competent after the uh, Mets fiasco yesterday? We gave you a real clash of the Titans, and i got to be honest, Rob Manfred making a bit of a comeback. Who would have seen that coming? But our poll question is, who is the most competent? And your three options are Rob Manfred, the Wilpons, and Brody Van Wagenen. 
And not a very easy poll question. I have said uh, already this morning, if there was ever a time to just avoid it, I could understand it. I wouldn't suggest it. Maybe I shouldn't suggest it because we want the poll numbers to be good. But I can understand it because it's Friday. You want to relax. You want to have a nice, easy. You don't want hard decisions. And that one's uh, very, very difficult. Now, I do think that uh, the Wilpons, I think you could cross them off the list. But between Rob Manfred and Brody Van Wack, that's a a doozy, my friends. That's a doozy. And uh, there's still 14% of the voting public who have voted for the Wilpons. Those people are among us right now. You don't know who they are. They're nameless. They're faceless. But they're out there. And they voted for the Wilpons. All right, let's squeeze some calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Adam is in uh, Vermont. Adam, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon Damer, Michael K. Trivia Show champion. And yes, thank you, uh, And We got all the sounds for you there. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah. I just want to say I commend all the athletes for protesting right now. Um, you know, we talk a lot today about how athletes have this social responsibility. I think they're really stepping up this time around. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think it's good. It's all well and good right now. I do want to see it continue, uh, and uh, not just continue in terms of of canceling games, but in in terms of of actual action to bring about change in our society. Couldn't agree more. And my regal tumble suggestions. Okay. uh, I got two. One is Vikings. uh, Okay, never seen it, but I've heard about it, sure. And the second one is... Well, Club de Cuervos, it's a Spanish teledrama about soccer on Netflix. It is the funniest thing you'll ever watch. Okay, what, what, what's the title of the second one? Club de Cuervos. Club de Cuervos. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that one out, Adam. Again, this is for the greatest TV show of all time. This is not just simply good TV shows or shows that you like. So um, that might be the first one. It'll depend. I will say this. I will include it. In lo- as long as we don't get just overrun with suggestions. But it's on the list right now. I will give it consideration. How about that, Adam? Sounds good. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you for the call, Adam. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. How much time we got? All right, we still got time for some more calls. Look at this. I'm ahead of schedule. All right, let's go. I think we can trust Spike. Spike in Jersey. Spike, what's going on? Listen, thanks for a good week of entertainment. It's uh, Brody's a lock. How'd you like to... Hey, here's the scenario. Hey, Dad, Jeff Wilpon, I'm hiring my friend I play golf with. He's going to take a huge pay cut and make us great. We're going to come back to the World Series. Nice job, Brody. That was so staged. It was so obvious to me. Yeah, and, you it, know, it does it, seem staged. Now, do you think that it was actually the commissioner that came up with the idea and Brody's just being the fall guy? Or do you think it was actually Jeff Wilpon's suggestion and Brody was just unaware of this before he spoke in front of a camera? You know, I'll tell you, it's a good theory, and it makes sense, but I'm so positive that Brody would would, would run over an old lady uh, uh, just to get on the camera. He's so so staged. He's such a phony. He's not a phony. He's a legit guy. He has an ego that I've never seen before. And how would you like him? My opinion is he'll get dumped, obviously, because they're not performing. You know, nice move, Brody. Bring all your clients over and give them long-term, you know, finish their contracts. And he'll try to get back to, I think he's with CAA, if I'm right. And uh, who's he going to hire? Who's going to, who's he, uh, unless he's so well-connected. You know, you never know. He's slick, I I do think that he... 
he is already looking at, and Spike, we're running out of time. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, he is already looking ahead to the to, to the next move, and I do feel like that that was part of that. Uh, that was part of the motivation behind that. So, no, look, the poll question today is very, very difficult. You can vote on it on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. No easy answers. But we're not about easy answers. We're about difficult questions. And uh, the competency in regards to those three, not easy to find. All right, that's going to do it for today. We're already out of time. Uh, Of course, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. The uh, poll question is up there for you. We were just jam-packed from start to finish. We didn't even get to the Jets. We didn't even get to the Yankee points. But we'll be back on Monday, and I'm sure that those two teams will give us plenty to talk about by then. We'll see you. Have a great weekend. And, of course, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.